Welcome to Embrace the Musica, where we're going to dig into the raw, vulnerable, tough, and beautiful pieces of this journey called life. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru, and we met salsa dancing 10 years ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today raising two lovely tricultural kids. We speak more Spanish than English in our home and do a lot of salsa dancing in the kitchen. Embrace la Musica is going to be a place where we talk about what it's like being married to someone from a completely different culture, living in a place that neither of us grew up in, being a working mom, constantly fighting or accepting cultural norms, and all the things that keep us afloat, which includes a lot of heart and humility. So let's embrace the Musica today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Embrace the Musica. This week, we're talking about the next right thing, because sometimes in life, you just need to do the next right thing. I mean, I know Anna tells us that in Frozen, and if you have seen that movie as many times as I have during quarantine, I'm sure you can sing along as well. My favorite book so far in 2020 has been Glennon Doyle's Untamed. It honestly just spoke so much to my heart as a woman, as a mother, as someone who believes in God, as someone who ultimately believes like we are on this earth to love others. And Glennon also says, just do the next right thing, one thing at a time. Don't ask for permission before. Don't explain yourself after. Just do the thing. And I don't know about everybody who's listening today, but I'm in this place right now after months of quarantine, after watching conversations unfold on Facebook or other social media platforms about Black Lives Matter and about the systemic racism that honestly is just so blatantly staring at us in the face and making us uncomfortable as it darn right should. (laughs) And I'm just in this place of feeling a little bit lost and a little helpless towards those that I love and those that are hurting right now. So with Without going into too many details, I've just seen the ways that people are so recklessly stringing words together to creating statements that ultimately boost their own ego, supports their political side of the argument, and throws people off to the side because we are, at the heart, like such selfish and fearful beings. I keep seeing the way that the church, quote-unquote, is typically, you know, trying to protect itself. And it just brings up all of these things that I've been dealing with as an adult. Um, As I reflect on my past and just, you know, the way I was brought up or the community I grew up in, because as a young girl, I specifically remember adults around me saying, oh, Dominique wears her feelings on her sleeve. My parents can attest to the fact I don't hold much back. I usually just spill something out, like when I'm upset or somebody else is hurting. It might not be the most eloquent way to say something, the most direct way. And I'm sure afterwards, if I take time to think about it, I could string those words together a different way. Um, But I honestly, I can't help myself when I see somebody hurting. And I tried to be quiet. I tried to be that submissive woman that I was taught to be going to a Christian school, a Christian university. And then growing up in this small church, I was taught all sorts of things. And now as an adult, I think, what in the world? Like, I understand, you know, 
adults were trying to protect us or conform us to a certain way. But I remember things like being taught that I should never talk about sex. I remember a very specific Sunday school class when I was an adolescent and the teacher was talking about life after high school and getting married. And he said the words, I quote, sex is fun. My my memory may be skewed on what happened after that, but as far as I can recall, I didn't see much of that teacher or his family after he dared to open his mouth and say the S word at church. You know, like how dare he promote promiscuity among the righteous youth? (laughs) Now, because we were taught that if we didn't talk about something, then it didn't exist. And unfortunately, I think that remains to be the case with so many important issues today in society. So often, it's easier to turn a blind eye to something than to actually talk about the hard things. Thinking about that community I grew up in and just, you know, beliefs that I had about myself as a woman. I was taught that I should never aspire to be more than my future husband, that my role in life was to submit and to give myself up to serve others, to be selfless. And this entire concept just always rubbed me the wrong way because I spent my childhood and my young adult life trying to conform who I am, what I say, what I think, what I dream, to this idea that religion had taught me, that my small community praised, you know, things like the best type of a woman is, you know, one who gives herself up and, you know, all this stuff about like mission trips. And we were told if we're saving lives, we're saving souls by going on these mission trips because, you know, going to these other countries, we were the ones bringing the good news. And I grew up thinking so many things that I now shudder in silence as I reflect on it, on things I said, on things I believed, on ways I somehow believed I was better than others. And it's embarrassing. And it's hard to look back on your past and realize these things that, you know, you once thought. And it's not only hard looking back on your past and, you know, maybe even excusing things like using the excuse of, oh, it's, you know, where I grew up, it was a small community, or, oh, I was a child, it's the way I thought. But I think uh, what's even harder is realizing, like, there are still things yesterday, today, that I'm unlearning. And just that realization that we don't have it all figured out, we don't have this, like, special map that we've been given to figure out where to go in life or how to think about things. And a lot of it is just uncovering along the way, right? Um, Just to be super personal, like something I've been learning this summer is just this concept of being a foreigner in another land and the terminology we use around that. So this may sound a little soapbox boxish, but it's kind of like where my head has been at this summer and just having this like self-reckoning with a term that I've so loosely used for years, not understanding the negative connotations that it has in so many ways. But living as a foreigner in another country, we, there's a huge group of us, like we have a group of over 600 women on Facebook and it's called Women Helping Women. 
and it's beautiful in its concept and it's, you know, created to really support women who are moving to Guadalajara from other parts of the world. Um, that was kind of the core of why it started. And a lot of the women in this community, myself included, like we're foreigners living in Guadalajara. People come and go and it's kind of like this nomadic life that a lot of us have chosen, you know, those who have left the States or Canada or Italy or Nigeria, like we have people from all over the place. But the community, you know, a lot of times we refer to ourselves as expats or expatriates, which if you look at the definition, it really means somebody who lives outside of their own country. But as I've been researching, as I'm working on some different entrepreneurial ideas for the group and like really empowering women and their dreams and passions and all of that, which I could talk about forever because it makes me so excited. But this terminology, like I never realized that the term expat also has that, you know, flip side or that negative connotation in that typically an expat is referred to as somebody from the States or from North America, like going to another country. And it's like this elitist sort of label that we put on ourselves without even realizing it. Um, and so anyways, I've just had this like self-reckoning on that right now. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I think life, you're just, we're constantly learning and unlearning things and it's hard, but I think that's what's like life. That's what life is about. That's what I'm trying to say here is that we are constantly going to be learning and on this journey. And that's, you know, that's how it is. Sometimes it's not fun and it's embarrassing or we feel shame or what have you. But I think it's so important to recognize that we don't have all the answers. We don't have it figured out. We, we're not in control. We are only in control of how we react and help and think about others. So that was a little soapbox-ish, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. And just, you know, bringing it to present, just constantly unlearning things. And it's that whole concept of unlearning things that were so ingrained in us. It's really hard. We're fighting against a system that was created to keep men at the top of the ladder and put women on the lower rung of a ladder. And this is exhausting. And it's still not smiled upon in so many cases. And it's shocking to me that here we are in 2020 and I'm still seeing the scenario play out in way more ways than I'd ever cared to believe. This macho culture that is so ingrained in religious circles, even my own family is maddening. I'm so thankful that though I am married to a Latino who is often stereotypically assumed to be macho, that he is not. I'm so grateful that my husband and I can be on the same team, that we are both supporting and providing for our family, that we are both able to make decisions about our future, and we are both passionate people. So I've talked about that in other episodes. Like, yes, we don't agree on everything, and we both have very strong opinions, but both opinions can be spoken and heard and listened to, and I'm so grateful that he lets me run with my dreams, with my voice, with my writing, with this podcast, like all these things, he would never think to hold me back. He just lets me go. And I appreciate that so much because you know what? That's what love is. 
when you truly allow somebody to be who they are and to express themselves. And that's why I'm so broken today. As you know, I've just learned of a few more people I love and I just feel like they could be stuck in this situation that sounds impossible. And I know that in such a time as this, it's in situations of injustice that love can win. I don't need to go, you know, on a quote unquote missions trip like I thought I did when I was a kid to go help and love others. I truly believe that we are called to love and to grow wherever we have implanted. We are called to speak up when things are not okay. As a child, I was that kid in kindergarten class who never spoke up. I was terrified to raise my voice. I remember my teachers saying to my parents, I put Dominique at the table with the loud kids because she's so quiet she'll balance it out. And for years, I have stayed quiet about so many things. I was afraid to speak up about the things that I know are wrong and the things that continue to happen. I was afraid to knock down the walls of security and safety that other people put up for their own comfort. I was afraid to claim that I am a Christian and a Jesus follower because in so many ways in my past, I saw how that same claim was an excuse to give yourself privilege, to make up rules to benefit your own good, to give you a stage to let you talk about all the quote-unquote good things that you're doing. I've seen so much hypocrisy over the years, and I know that I have been a part of that as well. It is hard recognizing your own beliefs or actions as wrong, but I think that's that's what makes us human. That's why we need grace. That's why we can give grace and we can love others. That's why as we are unlearning all of these things that perhaps were taught to us, that perhaps we just swallowed whole without really thinking it through, we can still keep showing up. We can keep unlearning things that we thought were true or we accepted before. And we can keep doing the next right thing. The next right thing, sometimes that means speaking up. Sometimes that means taking a break from a relationship or from a conversation thread on social media. Sometimes that means wearing your feelings on your sleeve. And I'm learning that feelings aren't a bad thing. We feel because that's what makes us human. I believe we all have empathy at our core. I also believe that some people choose to ignore it because it hurts. It hurts to feel, it hurts to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. But we have voices to help others. I don't know who's listening to this episode today. I don't know if this will speak to anybody. And I honestly just speak from my heart. And I don't know what you've been through or what hard circumstances may be surrounding you right now. Maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a career, maybe it's the role that you've assumed as a mother, as a daughter. Maybe it's loneliness and depression. Maybe it's needing to ask somebody for help. I just wanna encourage you, whatever it is, remember you are strong. You've been given a voice and you have a choice to speak up and to do the next right thing. I truly believe that all of us, we have intuition, we have feelings in our gut, We have dreams that we're afraid to speak into existence and we can all do the next right thing. If you need a hand, if you need some encouragement, please reach out to me or your community. As I quoted on Instagram this week, as so many women were posting photos 
you know, to empower women, to give women a voice, and to ultimately talk about the conflict that's happening in Turkey against women right now and the lack of voice that women in Turkey have. I just quoted and I said, or I put a quote on there, it was an anonymous quote that says, you can tell who the strong women are. They're the ones building each other up instead of tearing each other down. There's so much going on right now. There, there's a lot, like it's heavy, it's hard. The news aren't, the news isn't easy to listen to. It's hard to open up your phone and look on social media. Um, there's a lot of feelings right now. And I, I really believe that we need to have each other's backs. We need to be supporting one another. For anybody who's listening, who's facing a major life change, I know that we don't always know where this road is taking us, but I do know we can keep putting one foot in front of another. We can keep moving forward. Um, I did something crazy this last week. I ended a chapter in my story with my career. And after four years of training teachers, standing on stages, giving keynotes, encouraging teachers to take risks while innovating in their classrooms and trying new things, I myself took a risk and I let that go. So Monday, this tomorrow, I start a new chapter in my story, and I truly believe I'm doing the next right thing. I may not know where the road is taking me. We may not know where the road is taking us. We may not know exactly how we're going to make our dreams come true. But each and every one of us, we can do the next right thing in our story, whatever it looks like for each of us today. If you enjoyed today's episode and if you were encouraged by the message, I would love to hear from you. Please subscribe, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, take a screenshot and post it to Instagram and tag me so that we can keep growing together. And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace la musica.